Welcome back to the first and pick six podcast. I'm going to be your host today. Um, we're going to do a shorter little podcast and we're going to talk about um, some NBA news. Uh, to start off with, we're going to do some important important injuries. Uh, we'll talk about Devin Booker to start off with. He uh, has a hamstring injury. Going to be out probably the rest of the series. What they said... It's supposed to be uh, two to three weeks. Yeah, pro, pro, uh, if the series goes longer, it pro, he'll probably be healthy by the next series. Uh, do you guys think it affects the series going forward? Hundred percent. Okay, let me. I guess let me. Do you think it uh, affects the outcome? I guess is more like. What I'm I think to say. it gives the Pelicans a legit shot at it, just because Booker is so gifted offensively and he's like impossible to cover um cp3 is a hall of famer and he's easily one of the best leaders in the nba if not the best like outright leader he does more with less more often than not um but that team as good as they are rely on booker pretty heavily and rightfully so i'm not saying it they shouldn't like he's a fantastic player and he's um, insanely gifted offensively, but without him on the court, I think it kind of um, it's gonna be sort of gonna have to turn into like a Clippers offense, like from when uh, it was Blake Griffin and uh, DeAndre Jordan with CP3, and it's gonna be a pick and roll more with uh, Aiton, and I feel like the Pelicans are set up well to defend that. Um, they can still get burned, obviously, by uh. Who's the guy you're talking about? That small forward is um, Brandon Ingram. Yeah. Oh. No, 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 no. For the Suns, I don't want to oh, say uh, his name. Miles, uh, Miles Bridges. Yeah. Okay. I, I was right. I just didn't want to like say the wrong name, but uh, he he can light it up. And oh my bad. Actually, I'm gonna re- sorry. I'm gonna re- correct you. It's uh, Mikhail. It's Mikhail Bridges. Okay. Like he can uh, he can light it up, and he could be a real good force and help them win the series, but. I feel like this is going to give the Pelicans momentum, and um, they've played pretty well throughout. And given like given what they look like on paper, they shouldn't have even won a game, regardless of whether Booker was hurt or not. So I think this is going to give them a big confidence boost, and I think Willie Green's a fantastic coach, and he fits their personality as a team, like as a team, very well. And I think he's going to get them really motivated, and I think they can. We can pull it out in seven, probably. Uh, Brandon, what about you? It gives a legit shot at it, anyway. Um, I think it brings it maybe a little bit closer to a series, but I still think the Phoenix Suns are going to take it. I think there's too good of a team all around. Okay. Um, Do you you think it affects it long-term? You know, those hamstring injuries can can linger. Yeah. Do you you think it affects the Suns' chance... Because I think going in, the Suns were probably the favorite in the West. I think they were. Do you think it affects long term even their run to the to the finals? Yeah, definitely. Especially if especially if Luca gets on the court, a Bookerless Suns versus Luca Dallas. It's it's not. They're not good enough that Luca's going to go through that team. Um. But yeah, yeah. I don't think. You know, it's gonna be tough, like you said. It's gonna be tough to come back from a hamstring injury, you know, in the playoffs like this, especially as severe as one as his is. So I definitely do think it affects them going forward. I do think they get through the Pelicans. 
But like I said, if Luca's back and Booker can't be 100%, I don't see him getting past Dallas now. It'll be interesting seeing, like, if Luca comes back, if they try and rush him back too soon, you know, because that could be another factor mm-hmm. with the, the hamstring, too. If you let him heal, it might not be too bad. But if they think that they need him against uh, the Mavericks, it could be could be interesting. I think uh, I think a big factor going forward in this Pelicans and Sun series is uh, the uh, the off season before or this this off season. Uh, they didn't extend DeAndre Ayton, and he's wanting that max contract. I think if there's ever a point in the playoffs where you're gonna show you you deserve that money. It's going to be now, you know, yeah, he was, especially Booker getting hurt. He was yeah. the first pick if, if I'm correct. Right. I mean, in a, I believe so. Yes. Kind of a bad, yeah. cause wasn't he a part of the Marvin Bagley draft too? Or was yeah. that a year? No, same. No, I think that might've been a different year, Let me look but Aiden, this is where Aiden needs to show that he can be like the, because I think the top three centers are pretty, pretty you know, solidified in Embiid, Towns, Jokic. Not in that order by any means. And then the fourth guy, you know, and then after that, you don't really have a, I guess, game-changing oh, yeah. <laughs> big man. And so I think if Aiton really wants to get paid and stay with the Suns, I think this would be the time to do it. Um, just a, a pretty just draft a quick class. note real quick. Um, yeah, it's pretty nuts. Aiton was the first pick, Bagley was the second, and uh, Bagley, I have no idea what the fuck's going on there. Um, but uh, there's Doncic, G- Triple J, Trey Young, um, Wendell Carter's doing pretty good. I mean, he's not, oh, well, you can't just be, skip Mo Bamba uh, like that. That's uh, not, that's got a whole not song dude, after he's seven out, threes. dude. He's a sharpshooter now, he's not fitting out, it seems. <laughs> Uh, Kevin Knox um, has kind of been a little bit of a letdown. Again, apparently. you skipped Colin Sexton. I was just yeah. talking about Colin Sexton's apparently, according to like certain sources, well, hold, a bit well, of a diva. A little, little off track, a little off track. Let's, uh, I, I let's wanted to get to one player out of this, and it's because he went 11th. Who? Shy's lighting it up as a, I mean, granted, he's the focal point on the Thunder. Oh, no, underrated. I like Shay. He's, um, he's going to be a fantastic point guard in the NBA for a long time. Yeah. Um, so we'll go to Luca injury, uh, supposed to be back game four is what it's looking like. Uh, this supposedly he's been running practice with second team. Uh, what do you guys think? You think he's going to be a hundred percent coming back? I know Luca's not really, a a guy that uses his athleticism. He's not a really fast, you know, I guess, twitchy, jolty guy, like a, Zach you know, Levine. like a Zach Levine, exactly, or a Jaw. You know what I mean? He doesn't. He yeah. doesn't need to be a hundred miles per hour to get his shots. Um, yeah, you know. And then don't let's let's talk about Brunson too. Really, oh, dude, yeah. Really holding it in for the Mavs. I think once Luca comes back, he'll come back fine. It, he might. It might take him a game, maybe two, to be, you know, prime Luca. But I think. I think the Jazz are going to blow it up, and we'll get to the Jazz here in a second. But um, um, the only thing with, with Luca coming back, with my sorry, um, go go ahead. The only thing that I wonder is 
Yeah, the Jazz stole game one, but the Mavericks are back-to-back. -back. And one back-to-back. -back. So do you not start Luka and see if you can do it without Luka just to keep him resting? Like, if you could go yeah. into to Utah here and take game four without Luka, save him another two games, and just have him, like, kind I of think... the six-man as a bench warmer there that come in that if you need him? Yeah. And I, I really like that point because you see you see Golden State kind of doing that with Curry. The only reason I would say you don't do that, and it just kind of depends on your opinion about, you know, <laughs> the Jazz and how confident you are. But you don't want teams to linger around. You don't want them to get mm -hmm. momentum. I think, you know, if Luka's healthy enough and from the sounds of it he is, even if you restrict his minutes a little bit, just Luca being on the floor is a game changer. And, you know, you also got to think they're looking up at that Sun series and thinking, well, that that series could, you know, could go seven games. I still have – I'm still not super big on the Pelicans, but they could prove me wrong. I just – I think they see it as like, okay, let's get this over with. And then, you know, then they're waiting on the Suns. In that series, so I would say no. They probably they probably just start him. But uh, yeah, that's a good counterpoint. I, I guess I like... you could rest him and not play him, but then linger and play seven games series the Jazz, or get over with it in five, and then you have you know until the Sun series is over to rest Luca and the whole team. So yeah, I guess uh, the yeah, counterpoint so like, there. Yeah, so it's just kind of on how you wanna your confidence level and how healthy he is, how the re-injury aspect. You know, so it just kind of depends. Uh, Tim, what were your opinions on Luca and how you think the Mavs and they're going to move forward? So it's a calf injury, so that's the only thing that's kind of worrisome about it. Because um, if he gets rushed back too soon, that strain can cause issues like with um, his hamstring potentially, um, his knee, or even a, an Achilles injury. Um, so that's the, like... Um, issue or like 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 that's your worry about rushing him back i don't think it's likely you know given his health history and like him being on the younger side you typically don't have that type of issue and the mavs have been pretty good with injuries over the years like resting guy like taking care of guys outside of porzingis who's just injury prone um but i think that honestly i probably would kind of i would suit him up for game like for game four for sure just just to have him there if you need him the only thing i'm worried about is the jazz team isn't great but donovan mitchell can take over a series he's shown that last year um he's just an electric player and he's he's gonna be a really good player for a while in this league as long as he can stay healthy um but that's the only thing you really have to worry about because if he gets really hot, he can single-handedly win you win a game almost by himself. Um, so that's where I think you want to have him, Lucas suited up just in case because if you like Brandon said, if you put him on the court, he attracts attention. Like you, like it doesn't matter if he's eighty percent or hundred percent, he's gonna attract attention because he can. He doesn't even have to drive on you. He can just use his moves outside and shoot threes all over you like he he's very adept at 
creating contact as well with his shot. So that's something else you have to worry about for the Jazz. And they're kind of would be known as more of a defensive team because of Gobert and just the style of play that they use usually. But I think they're going to lose probably... They're probably only going to win the one game. That's going to be it. And they're going to blow it up and kind of trade Gobert. Angles is probably gone. Um, I think Favors is still there, and he's probably gone. He probably he might retire. But, and Jesse, uh, oh, yeah, uh, I I don't I don't know, I don't know what they do with that team next year. I don't know what you're gonna get for Gobert because he's, you know, he's what he's close to thirty now or is thirty. He's had two major knee injuries. He can't move well. Can't shoot. He's basically just a rebounder and a dunker and a defensive presence, but it's been shown numerous years now that he's a liability in the playoffs. So, realistically, you're not going to get much for him, and I'm pretty sure he signed a big contract. Hold on, hold on. on. Why don't we save this for for when we talk about the Jazz a little later? That's fine. Uh, Jesse, do you have an opinion on... Oh, I'm not super, like... uh knowledgeable about the length of some NBA injuries and stuff. I guess from an outside perspective, if I was the Mavericks, I'd like to at least get Luca some playing time, kind of slowly ease him into it. That way you're not resting him, and all of a sudden you want him to go full strength against the Suns. You know, you kind of want to ease him into it for at least a game or two, whether, I mean, you obviously probably want to limit his minutes and stuff like that, but at least kind of get him back up to game speed. Yeah, no, uh, for sure. Yeah, I think you definitely want to get him at least a little warm, even if it's not, you know, the entire game. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, and we'll talk about Middleton real quick. Uh, we don't need to spend too much time on Middleton. What was his injury? I th- huh? What was his injury? Uh, MCL, I think. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, so do you think it's a it's a big injury? Obviously, it's going to affect the Bucks. I think, I think if it's more of a problem, um, as far as a later problem, as far as the next series goes, I don't think it's going to affect the Chicago series. You know, it's going to suck, but Giannis is still Giannis, and Drew still Drew. Yeah, They're just. I don't think the um, Bulls have what it takes. Currently, the the Bucks are up thirty three seventeen at the first, but um, <laughs> I think it depends on the next two games whether it's going to be a factor in this series. If the Bucks win, um, the next two games for sure, or if they win this game like pretty handily, like dominantly, then I think it's it's going to be the series is going to be pretty much over. Um, It'd be great for the Bulls long term, getting playoff experience against one of the better, if not the hardest player to play in the playoffs outside of like LeBron. Um, well, maybe Steph might be a little bit harder to play against, but um, it's just it's good experience for them. But I, the Bucks are just so good with with Giannis. He's such a he's impossible to stop. Almost you almost have to make him shoot it, and he's gotten better at that aspect. So it's kind of hard, but um. Going against likely the Celtics, or even even if the Nets pull out the series, like that's a tough matchup without Middleton either way. 
So we'll see if they can get a couple games there. I don't know if it's the Celtics without Middleton, like the entire series, that might end up being like a five-game series. I don't know. We'll see. But... And Brandon, what do you uh what is your opinion on it? Um, I don't know. I don't know much about the to be honest with you, I didn't know he was injured. Um <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair so uh, yeah, what Tim uh, said. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um next on the agenda we're gonna talk about the Utah Jazz. My uh my opinion on it, I think they're gonna blow it up. Um Tim tried to address it a little bit earlier. I don't know what you're going to get for Gobert. Um, there's going to be a team out there that, you know, wants him. I just don't know who, and I don't know what they're going to want. Mavs, maybe? Uh, <clears throat> maybe, I just... Maybe it's like a I backup just, defensive presence. Like, I don't know if he's going to start on any team. He, really. makes, he makes too much money not to That's- start. Yeah, but his contract is huge right now. Yeah, that contract's just insane. I think that Don. I don't think it really matters. I think Donovan Mitchell is going to leave, um, or force his way out probably next year. Unfortunately, yeah, it'd be kind of cool to see him stay, I, stick with the Jazz, but you know, and I and I like Donovan Mitchell a lot. He's a um, great player. But you know, I guess. I guess we'll just see moving forward. Um, I don't think the Jazz fooled anyone this year. They don't ever fool anyone, I don't think. They're a good regular season team. You know, Donovan Mitchell's had some good playoff performances. But I don't think anyone really thought they were going to be a team to make a run, especially this year. So that's just kind of my, my thoughts on it. Uh, Tim, what's your what's kind of your I thoughts? Mean, on? I mean, they're gonna blow it up, and it's 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 gonna be weird to see what they what they get out of it. Um, I don't know the roster like completely, so um, but I know I I'm almost betting. Uh, Gobert's gone. Ingles is gone. Frank Conley's still there. I bet he's gone. Conley's gone. Um, Rudy Gay is gonna be gone. Bogdanovich might be gone. Uh, and you know, as we say these names, you gotta think like that is not an athletic team. Jordan Clarkson probably is gone too. Nah, they should keep him. I I I don't think he's gonna want to stay. He's twenty nine already. He's shown that he can be an X factor as a six man. You know, he's he's literally a walking bucket. He's insanely good and. He's he's a flight. He's a um. No, what are those called? It's like J.R. Smith. What he used to be. Um. This is a specific term. Like he can he can can turn it on at any moment. He's like a. He basically just needs one shot, and then he's gonna be hot the rest of the game. Like a microwave. Yeah, there we go. That he's that type of player, and he can usually sustain it. And he's been really good for the Jazz past couple of years so I think he's gonna want out and go somewhere where he can win a championship. Um you but think the Jazz goes in full rebuild mode. 100%. The only player yeah. that I, I see them keeping is like 
Donovan Mitchell, maybe Bogdanovich, but, but given his age, he might get traded. Pascal probably get kept. Um, as a Buki, um, NAW, which is uh, for those guys that don't know, Nikhil Alexander Walker. He uh, probably gets It's Alexander Walker, so it's NAW. <laughs> no, it's not, nah, dude. Nah. Um, so with some of these teams that, I get, like I said, I'm not super familiar with NBA. How many years would it take for a typical like successful rebuild? Like in the NBA, you're talking two um, years, you're talking five years. It, just it honestly depends. Yeah, they like have, they be... have a good centerpiece with Mitchell, so it's not as long as some teams. Yeah, like the Cavs, so, Mitchell, like, like LeBron have been like if, for if, what, four years now. Yeah, if Knox can take there. a step next year, Pascal can step up, and like. Um, as a Pookie can develop into a solid center, it's not going to take as much as they, what it would, what you would think to get back to the playoffs. I think they won't win much in the playoffs, but they need some pieces, serious like some serious pieces still to add, to complement Donovan. Um, but like the Cavs are a good example. Nobody thought well, like, they would be worth anything, and then you know, they made the playing games. So, so I think I think I think a better thing would be. Jesse, if you can get a centerpiece guy in the draft, like a Jaw, a Luca, a Trey, you're looking at about Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, Donovan Mitchell. You're looking about three to four years, probably on average. Before, you know, when you're a playoff team, and yeah. before you hit, and then contenders probably five, <laughs> five to six, usually depend depending on the rebuild. Like like some teams can turn around quickly, like the Jazz kind of turned around pretty quickly. When yeah, Donovan, Donovan Mitchell, Mitchell was but good. that's because yeah, he like he's quick. a he's a superstar and he elevated their timeline exponentially. Hold um, on, I not to interrupt you. I got a question. What's your guys's difference between an all star, like a superstar, and then just an all star? I think the difference is like, um, like not to like, interrupt like, you, like, but look, this this would be my no, thing. It's a be, it's a good question. My thing would be a superstar is a player that can lead, can be the best player on a championship team. And then an all-star you're, are your guys who are really good, who have made all-star games, you know, sh- stuff like that. But I don't – and I think this is what – this is my problem with, I think, when people overrate Jason Tatum, which right now he's he's making his way into the superstar yeah, category for right me. But I don't think Donovan Mitchell – can be the well, best player on a championship team. I think he has the potential to be that. He's it's the it's his play style that is just he's has the ability to just take over games. So I think that's part of what, what considers you a superstar. Like you look at like KD, he gets hot, he can take over a game. LeBron James okay. can take over a game. All those, those guys, like those guys, but those guys can have more championships and stuff. Yeah. Like they've gotten there. But those guys are the best players on their team, and they can easily take over a game. Donovan has that ability. He's not there yet, but he's only 25. So he's got the time, and he's a young guy still, to get to that level. I think I probably it, he's probably what would be considered um, overrated, similar to Tatum, to the point where I think he can be a, a superstar, but people are calling him that a little early. And I did. I, I genuinely think that he's going to be a part of that next wave of superstars. Um, so it just depends. Like, I think that's it, also difficult because, like, you could consider, like, Luca a superstar, Ja a superstar, but are those guys the, like, 
do they fit the criteria or are they just all-stars because they're kind of in the in-between thing where i think i don't know they're the the in-between that well my thing is like they're the best up-and-coming guys but they haven't like one the torch i get i guess you're like i guess i hear what you're saying and i guess my superstar thing is a little flawed because you you can also take into like like I would consider LaMelo Ball a superstar, but I don't by any means think he could be the best player on a championship team. So I guess my thing's a little flawed well, there too. It depends on the teams also. Like that's the other thing. Like and and, and the the difference of like types of players. Like Luca is a guy who is easily a centerpiece, who has the ability to do pretty much anything on the court. He's not super athletic, but he's a great passer, great scorer. His defense is pretty solid. It's not like fantastic or anything but it's it's good you know and he uses his abilities really really well um but got like like take like trey young for instance he's pretty much just a scorer and he's a great scorer like he's he's very very good at that and he's probably one of the more elite sharpshooters in the league but that's really all he has is scoring Speaking so that's why sh- I think he's going to always be like an all-star guy. He's going to be like, he'll never be able to reach the level that like guys like Donovan who can do both things and like Luca who can do more things. Like that's, I think the part of the superstar category is guys who can do, they're not just a one trick pony. Basically they have the ability to take over games and they can do, they can score, they can play defense. They can, you know, pass the ball really well. They can rebound really well. They can, they can do all these things that are required to win games and win championships. And I think that speaking, hold on. Speaking of winning championships, Golden State looks like they're about to head to another one. Um, with Booker being down in the in the Western Conference, would you say it's wide open, or would you say Golden State has taken over as the favorite? We'll go uh, Brandon first. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's a little too early to say that. They're playing a very depleted Denver team right now. That's virtually just got uh, Joker playing, um, and they almost, you know, Nuggets Joker almost beat them yesterday. So I think it's a little soon to say that. But at the same time, with the Luca injury and the Booker injury, it definitely makes you question it that they could be i mean if if booker can manage to come back 100 percent, which i don't think he can just in the short run the playoffs is i think luca has a better shot at coming back 100 percent. if they can get through the suns and it's luca 100 percent versus the the warriors i still think luca and the dallas is better than the whoa warriors. okay okay do you uh another quick question do you think jordan pool is legit you think it's just because he's playing more minutes with Curry coming off the bench, or do you think Golden State has found a, I don't want to say another all-star, but he's playing like one. So what's overreaction? What do you think? Um, He has definitely looked impressive. As you can't deny that. Um, but yeah, it could be, like you said, just because he's kind of took that Steph role. You know, when he's... When Steph's back, I don't know if there's enough room on the court for him. So that might affect it. And it could just be the playoffs thing. It could just, you know, 
it's playoffs and he turned it on, he could be one of those guys that just have that clutch factor in him. Um, so I think, you know, if he can do it the rest of this series and then you see it in the next series, then I think you can you can honestly say that, yeah, they, they found something here with Poole as well. Um, and what – go ahead. I think, I think he's always been a really, like, solid player, um, but he's definitely stepped it up this this round and he's needed to because Steph was hurt you know they need a guy to fill the void and it's almost impossible to fill Steph's void because he's you know one of the best if not the best score like scorer to play um especially as a point guard he's just unstoppable for the most part you know um and Jordan's filled it, done a great job filling that void and he's he's a high effort player you know um does the little things right and I think he, it's a little bit overrated right now because, you know, it is the, it is the playoffs, so this is when it matters. But he hasn't really shown this abilities before now, and so is it just because he's filling the void, or is it because this is who he's going to be long term? Um, and if this is who he's going to be long term, can they keep him? It may because be. Maybe like an Igodala yeah, I mean, here, where he's a good player in the regular season, but something in the playoffs, he just playoffs. he's got that gene that it's just, it's on now. Well, I and that's still I a great say, player to have. So, and he's <coughs> he's averaging eighteen points, or he averaged eighteen points in the regular season. He's averaging close. I think it's like twenty eight points now in the series, and I'm with you. Excuse me. I'm with you. I think it's a little bit of an overreaction as far as the Warriors looking so good. Nuggets don't have anyone. They got Joker, but, I mean, I can tell you. Bones Bones is a really good player, and he's going to be a good player in this league, and he's a really good second option, but he's a rookie, you know, and he's trying to be the third guy, and he's not ready for that, and it's forcing Aaron Gordon to be the number two option, and that's just not who Aaron Gordon is. Um, so it's just a really bad matchup without having Jamal or MPJ. I think this is a different series if we had one of them healthy, like fully healthy. I don't think um, it's a different series. I do. I Well, I mean, let's... Jamal can go off for, you know, 20-plus a game easily, and it also allows Aaron Gordon to be what Aaron Gordon is. He's a good defender, and he's best as a third or fourth option. You're still he's not really beating. solid in the mid-range... And I, I mean, think that the series Jamal's, might be different, but like a game, maybe well, I think, to I think Nuggets. it's it's probably clo- just a closer series. Like this is going to be a sweep. I think one of them gives them a shot to win the series, but it would have to be in seven, and it would no. have to be Jamal taking over, like he has in the past. But so this is what I would say with yeah, I just we won't get into that. I just disagree. Um, <clears throat> Jesse, you have a. Anything on the Golden State as being the favorite with some of the injuries in the West now? I think it really depends on how the other injuries turn out. If like Luca can come back 100% healthy or if the Suns can get 100% healthy. Um, I think that one of those two probably takes it over Golden State yet. But if they stay injury-plagued or they don't come back 100% healthy, I think Golden State could walk away with the West too. <clears throat> All right, next up we got Celtics overreaction. Celtics are up 2-0 over 
Brooklyn, KD and Kyrie have not played great. Probably their worst playoff games. Arguably one of their worst playoff games for both of them. Uh, theories going back to Brooklyn. Um, do you? Th- I can't say going back to Brooklyn. It's headed to Brooklyn. You know, I don't want to make a big deal out of a 2-0. We see this quite often. You know, not all series end in 5-1s and, you know, 4-0s. I think, I think the Celtics are going to be tough, but I don't think this is going to be a quick series. I still think it goes 6 or 7. Oh, Tatum's, yeah. Tatum's playing great. Jalen, the whole Celtics really are playing great. You can't really, I think they kind of stole game one. You stole, it was, you know, they're at home still, but, um, and, you know, their bench has been awesome. They've been getting points and points from Al Horford and Marcus Spot, Marcus Smart has played just awesome defense. He's, you know, one defensive player of the year, came out with the, the rope and the the rope, the robe and the belt, and I think I think the Celtics are just tougher. I think that's why they're gonna win. I just it's still not. I don't think it's gonna be a sweep by any means. I still think it goes six or seven. Yeah, and I, I've had Brooklyn win in this series, but the way Katie and Kyrie, you know, haven't looked as good, especially last game. Um, I still think they're good enough that they're not gonna get swept for sure. I still I think they get two, like you're kind of saying, but. Uh, Boston's on fire right now, and I think they they will get through the Nets. So would um, you say overreaction? Sorry, just real quick, overreaction, Brandon. As far as uh, are the Celtics that kind of team? Are they, you know, because we heard a lot of you know in the year it was Heat, Brooklyn, Milwaukee were kind of like the oh and Philly, but. Celtics didn't get a lot of respect till the end of the season, and even still, I don't think a lot of people have them have them winning the East. And I know that you know it's still first round, but where they're playing, do you think they're a threat, or do you think this is just kind of you know stylistically, Celtics are just tougher than a finesse team like Brooklyn? Um, yeah, I think they're they're playing better than I was expecting them to play. I still don't see them getting past Milwaukee. I think they're going to challenge Milwaukee pretty hard. Probably take that series, if they get through Brooklyn, probably take that series to six or seven. But I don't think they're good enough to get through Milwaukee, and they're for sure not good enough to get through, you know, Miami or the Sixers. For sure Miami. So I don't think they have a path to the East, even how well they're playing. Um, But they are definitely surprised me so far how well they have played. What about you, Tim? Um, I think it's it depends. Game three is gonna be a big decide, like a big factor in this not just this series, but the playoffs, I think, alone for the Celtics, because now if they can keep playing like this, it's all about confidence. It's all about getting Tatum in the in in basically I don't wanna say like playoff mode, but basically playoff mode, like getting him in this, the right in this mindset, mindset like killer, yeah. Just, yeah, like a killer mindset to just take the game. It's just it's your game. You go win that fucking thing. Like, if you can get him in that mindset and you take game three, I think this series probably ends in five or six still. But because Brooklyn is a hard team, no matter what, like whether KD and Kyrie played like crap last game or not, it doesn't matter. That's still a good team, and they're still two of the best players in the world. So um, 
it's a tough matchup no matter what. But I think that the Celtics are going to get past the, the Nets. And then they're going to challenge the Bucks if Middleton's, you know, not healthy. Um, but that's going to be a really tough series. And we're going to have to see what, you know, Tatum and Brown are made of. If they can, if they can pull that out, I still don't see them necessarily beating Miami or the Sixers, whoever wins that, which that's going to be a, a hell of a matchup. Um, but it it just kind of depends if, if, if Tatum, you know, gets this killer mindset and just starts taking over games, it's possible they make it out of the East. It's, it's going to be hard and I don't really see it happening, but it is something that's possible. It's not plausible, but possible. Okay. I like it. And then what about you, Jesse? You have any thoughts on it? Uh, I think Boston still gets it done in like five. I think that they've been just playing really good. Ooh, a gentleman sweep. Okay. I know. I, I think that they get it done in five. And then uh, I don't think that they're going to get past Milwaukee, though. I still think Milwaukee wins it out of the, the bottom part of that division or bracket. I will I will say this, kind of to piggyback on Tim's. Uh, when he said this, this next game three has big implications – I totally agree with him. I think this is a must win. I think mm-hmm. you go down 3-0, I think, you know, ser- statistically it shows series is over. I mean, yeah. <clears throat> and uh, I think if they, <clears throat> I think if they really, if they beat Brooklyn in four and even five, I think that puts the East on notice. Yeah. I don't it's going anyway. gonna to rattle some cages if they can yeah, no. down like that. Plus, uh, Boston has better, better jersey colors. Yeah. <laughs> Brooklyn's are ugly. Yeah. Um. But just going over um everything else, just a quick review. Memphis is up two zero over Timberwolves at two one. I'm. They came back massive last night. That was that was fuck. That was nuts. Yeah, I I'll just I think we I just chalk it up as the two young teams, uh, and it just came down to one team didn't know how to close. They're just yep. young, and then the, the other, and, yeah, and then the other team was just so young that they just you know I, I think mean, a lot of those older teams don't like you know you're getting beat by twenty six points in the first quarter. I think a lot of I don't want to say older teams, but I think a, it a lot of teams would just I think give up. And I, I also and, think it depends on who's leading. And I think Jaws is one of those guys who is an in, insane leader. And I think he fired him up, and, you know, he probably wanted it more. I think at the end of the day, you know, Cat's making – I'm not trying to dog on Cat. I'm going to dog on Cat real quick. I, <laughs> I don't know how you play 30-something minutes and you only take, like, what it was, like six or eight shots. I mean, that's like, not even what I was referring to. I was just the oh, way he was well, talking on I'm the sideline. To. It's just his attitude sometimes. He – He's a fake tough guy. Not just that. He's a little bit immature still. And I think that's what kind of lost him the game is because of the way <laughs> he reacted. And then that means, I mean, Ant's going to react. That he's going to, he's, he's still really inexperienced. And so the leader essentially is either going to be D'Angelo Russell or Cat, essentially out of like the big name guys on the team. It's Both Pat of them are Bench, kind dude. of. I know. I'm talking about the young guys, though. Like, Ant's going to look to those two. He's not going to look to Pat. And they're Ant's both the kind of... Uh, it's hard to say, though, because Cat's the vet, 
Uh, D'Angelo Russell's no defense. I think he's a good talent, but it's just like his attitude sometimes at times costs them a lot. And I think this is the same thing with D'Angelo. Both are great players, but their attitudes kind of cost momentum at times because they're kind of immature and they they got up really big and they just caved because they thought they had the game already. Like, you know, I it it's also partly the matchup, but like I think Ja just wanted it more than they did. They thought they won it and they just phoned it in. You know, and it is what it is, but but Miami's up on Atlanta right now. I think that series will be over pretty quick. Yeah, are we about to see three sweeps, potentially four in the first round of playoffs this year? I gotta read. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they are. Oh, wow. Yeah, probably. And then the Bucks are almost up 20. Yeah, and then, uh, you know, just a super quick recap. Um, Toronto ain't be- beating Philly. Nah, sorry uh, about that, man. Yeah, it ha- you know, I didn't really expect it. I know I picked Toronto to win. It was kind of a homer pick. Yeah, and I just really thought that we would, we would give them fits, but it doesn't look that way, which is all right. Yeah. We got Scott. Good matchup on paper, but uh, but anyways, playing pretty well. So I, I think that was all we had today for uh, first and pick six. Just talking a little NBA. Uh, hopefully, we get an episode, another episode out uh, within the week. But um. Yeah, I think that's it. We'll wrap it up. All right, yeah. See you guys later. See ya. See ya.